Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. One alive, one dead. One fictional. It's up to you who you choose. You pick them all. It's up to you who you choose. You pick them all. Who you having? Make it who you wish. This is your dinner party. And it's your guest list. Hello, and welcome to episode 11 of Guest List with Jake Lambert, the podcast where I interview comedians to find out who would be their perfect dinner party guests. But they can only pick three. One has to be alive, one has to be dead, and one has to be fictional. Now, this week we are joined by Maisie Adam. It's such a good episode. Interesting choices. Um, I don't hold back on, I think, letting her know that the first choice is, I'd say, questionable. Not because it's bad, it's just, well, you're here. Um, Also, it has, I think, the best reaction to my predictions of who I thought she would choose for her dinner party. A heads up, the conversation at the start is very comedy heavy so apologies if you have absolutely no interest in two comedians who have no idea uh questioning whether or not the edinburgh fringe is going to go ahead but that's basically what you've got for the first 10 minutes please as ever continue to rate and subscribe and share on social media whenever you listen it does make such a difference i get sort of sent the numbers each week and i can see it goes up each week it's amazing and also i've got this little map thing i can see it's actually really cool. We've got listeners in um, Brazil, uh, China, South Korea, uh, Norway, Australia, New Zealand. It's amazing. Um, wherever you're from, welcome. And please enjoy my conversation with Maisie Adam. Yeah, I'm just I'm just praying that the, the pneumatic drilling isn't going to be a problem. <laughs> It's almost comical, the idea of you getting ready for this, everything's right, you've sort of made yourself a cup of tea, you've had your lunch, you're prepared, and you just look out the window and it's just construction team just pull up. Like, it's so <laughs> Cement mixer. I've not had a gig all week. I've had a week of no gigging, and then today I've got this and two gigs tonight. I've got a corporate and then the vert locker, and that's the day the pneumatic drills arrive. I can now hear something rhythmically going. Is that what that is? Yeah. We'll just sort of... We, if it gets really bad, we'll edit something, well, we'll record something at the end where you go, well, for my dinner party, I might have spin at some sort of, like, underground rave. industrial theme. Uh, <laughs> and I'll go, don't worry, I'll add some noises in po- on the post-edit, we'll sort of sort it out. <laughs> oh, God. Right, okay, got it. Got so, it. Um, when's your first gig back, your proper gig? I think... Is it May? Is that is that when it's legal? Is that yeah? I I don't know when it's legal, but I do know that I have a gig as of May the first. Right. Yeah. This is the thing. So I've got Banana Cabaret in on the fourteenth of May, 
But as far as I'm concerned, we're not we're not back till seventeen. <laughs> so I think I'm awaiting an email from Dave up in Arden, going, "Oh, just realised this is an illegal rave." But um, I think my first like, legal, oh, and then I've got Banana Cabaret, the the legal way. I've got an illegal one. <laughs> That's right, because you can you can shamelessly do the same material. And if the audience say, we had that last time, you can go, well, actually, that was illegal. So yeah. who do you yeah. want to tweet or report that to? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah. I could say anything at that gig and I can't get cancelled. <laughs> I'm just going to be completely unleashed. Maisie Adam, unfiltered. Triggered, are you? We go full Bill Burr, Joe Rogan material. Swigging from a bottle, leaning on the on the on the mic stand. Oh my god, with a bar stool, with a bar stool. What else? What else? Just with just with some notes on there. Just <laughs> here's another thing. Oh, uh, you know what else pisses me off? You know what else pisses me off? <laughs> yeah, I've got so I've got outside ones from May the first, which I assume is le- I assume that's legal. Yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, um, I think you're allowed to be outside. I think you're allowed to be outside. <laughs> I think you can go outside in May. <laughs> um, I think so. Yeah, I'm not sure. No one's uh, sure anymore. I'm, I'll, I'll go there because I've been told to go there. And I assume that it's everyone who's organised it is fully aware of the rules more than I am. Well, I can't believe, like, Edinburgh haven't said anything. Like, oh, we're yeah. just... We're meant to be believing that they're just like going, oh yeah, Pleasant's Courtyard will be going ahead as uh, as usual, you know. Um, yeah, we'll have we'll have three hundred and fifty people in the debating hall for for the Save Your Funny final, hot and sweaty. <laughs> I I love yeah. how late they left it last year to cancel it because it was the Olympics had been cancelled and the, the Edinburgh Festival was holding train. on. People trained for four years <laughs> to perform at the Olympics and like it's also something that like for those athletes if that's been cancelled they could be like if you're at the peak now of like I don't know 28 you're you're yeah. 32 when you're too old if that's been cancelled you can probably count on that the like your show above an Italian restaurant in Cowgate isn't going to go ahead oh and any mention of it like that because the idea of doing a show and being able to gig for like three and a half weeks or whatever in a row sounds incredible i'd love to be able to gig that much and just be able to look forward to it but as soon as anything slightly real is referenced for example finding accommodation or being offered uh, a room to perform in uh, whether you know whether half five is better than half ten what should i do is it just gets me in the stomach i don't want to deal with that for another year at least so so you were going to go last year then, I assume? Was going to go last year. Was low-key relieved. It was difficult because <laughs> I had nothing. Uh, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, but I'll, get, I'll have 2021 to do it. And now I'm not convinced this is going ahead. So, like, I think all my like my deposit is still with Edinburgh and stuff, but it's just rolling over. Yeah. It's and I rolling over. But I think, I think I'll definitely go like in 2022 along with everybody else i just think it's gonna be like a mass i hope that that room offer that i had is still there because you do a gilded balloon right yeah i i was gonna do pleasant so i was gonna have the baby grand at like half seven it was like the loveliest room loveliest time i was like could i was like couldn't believe it. like i was actually so excited for that room offer there's a few nights i'd sort of gone to bed thinking 
I wonder what it's going to be like to perform in that room. I was like excited for it. Yeah. Um, still, of course, like you, so relieved when it got cancelled. <laughs> well, it's like, I how many Edinburgh's have you done? Uh, two. So this, this is going to be my third. Yeah. So same. And I was like, well, I've I've done. I, I, my like, I don't know about you, but two back to back as well. So I was yeah. like, I've I've got no material. And I was in Australia this time last year doing like a um like 20 minutes along with two other comedians for a show and like not really trying as much new stuff as I should have been so I was really I don't know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna get back in April and just have like nothing and I've got like those three months to just get a show together so I was really like behind and very much blagging mm. it I didn't even know what to call my show title I think I'd given it like a really Middle, it, it was. It might have. It might as well have been called Maisie Adam Tells Jokes. <laughs> Brackets, no, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. It had no structure or anything. I, uh, did, I didn't talk about. I had nothing so, to say. See, without wanting to sound crass, um, I had loads, and I was really? like talking with people who were going, "You're so ahead." And I was like, "I just really feel like I found my groove." So I thought, like, what's going to happen is I'm going to go up there and it'll be my best show. And I've done the three. I always wanted to do three. One, two, three. And see where I was after three. It was all in place. And then, so what happened was I had made sure, because I usually I do tour support September, October, November. So I really can't try new um, too much because it's like bigger gigs. So I usually start in February. And I promised myself in February, I'd write a brand new 20. And I went on stage in March to perform a brand new 20 that didn't exist post-February, pre-February, sorry. And it yeah. was all going to be new. And I performed it once. And that was the last live gig I did. That was it. And so much of the stuff would be an insane thing to even attempt to talk about after a global health pandemic. This is the thing. is, It's like, like I feel sorry for those acts who maybe had like taken a year off in 2019 and were like were coming yeah. to do their big show like I, I'd seen like Kiri had got like really expensive photos done where she was like pulling her heart out and it was called like empathy pain so you could tell it it was called like you could tell it was a whole structured type themed show I was yeah. out in Australia with Ian Smith and he was like oh yeah I've not done the last year so because I've been working so hard on this one now you're like oh no three years <laughs> you thought I'll have a year off and then you've done an Olympics you haven't returned to a <laughs> horrible horrible I was with um Joanna McNally yesterday and she reckons that the festival's going to go ahead but what? I mean this is Joanne, so um, I don't want really to use any examples, but she's got other opinions, which would also be considered inc like yeah. insane. So Yeah, that's true. It's fair to say Edinburgh 2022, there are absolutely no excuses for why you don't actually have this time at least 55 minutes of material. For anyone gotcha. listening who doesn't understand, we usually do about 50, 45 five-minute crowd work. No one's yeah. ever actually written an hour. No. <laughs> If, if you go up in 2022 and you are just there being like, oh, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I haven't got much to say. You're like, what? You yeah. should only be given a venue that year if you can upload a 30-minute clip of brand new material, at least. <laughs>
that's been another highlight though of my pandemic of just another mad mad moment is um just seeing like for ages matt richardson was going to ali pali and ice skating every day <laughs> in case he got called up to be the reserve on dancing on ice and i was like imagine there's a stay-at-home order but you're allowed to go ice skating at ali pali every day in case you get called up because jason donovan's got coronavirus and it happened and he got called in and he got buried off in his first week <laughs> it's like a sitcom we're all living in a sitcom when people go oh how's your how's your lockdown going you're like it's mad for everyone like Matt's lockdown has consisted of him going ice skating every day in case he's called up like national service Matt Richardson is going ice skating. I am not allowed to go and sit on a park bench. What is <laughs> happening? <laughs> oh, God. Maisie. Yes. There has been a knock at the door. It's the first guest of the evening. It's also, probably, I assume, your first guest at your new flat. Yes. Yes. Lovely. Absolutely. Yeah. What yeah, an honour. What what an honour. And this person of all people. Uh yes, come on come on in. Um so I'll, I'll go Oh, I'll, I should I just want to say I've got um I've got a doorbell that um I didn't know we had until we moved it. And it's um it's just not it's not a not I don't know what the people before us were thinking. But <laughs> and we don't know if it's a chicken or a dog or like a distressed bird of prey um but yeah that's that that's presumably going to happen three times throughout this dinner party is my doorbell's going to go and it's sort of like a but it's it's really quite alarming on a plus Um, side it's a good way to prevent you uh spending too much time on amazon and asos that's true that's true yeah it's got to the point now where i get a little notification saying your delivery is on its way and i just go and wait outside because i can't be doing can't be doing with him in this and we don't know how to change it it's horrible it's it's and it's embarrassing really because it's so loud and i'm convinced our neighbors can hear it and every time it goes <laughs> i want to go we didn't pick it sorry <laughs> um so there is uh there's a knock at my door or uh <laughs> i've gone downstairs and um I'm glad that this person's arrived first because it means that they will get the most out of this. I think they're. I think they're. The, I'm not surprised they've arrived first. I think they're the type of person who, like me, early is on time, on time is late, late is unacceptable. Uh, what a rule! Yeah, it's a very good rule. Uh, so he's got a lovely stripy shirt on. He's here mm-hmm. to finally have the dinner party he deserves. I have picked Peter from Come Dine With Me. Now, if you're not familiar with Peter from Come Dine With Me, Peter um, is a man who uh, went viral because he he didn't win. And the clip that went viral is him finding out that he didn't win. And he takes it out on this woman called Jane. And he doesn't, he's not, have you seen this clip, Jake? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. So he's not exactly gracious um, and it all comes out. I think he's been, 
and what a lot of people don't understand is that's exactly what's happened. He's very pent up. There's been a lot of stuff happening. The thing is, with a viral clip, you just see that one snippet. If you're a true Come Dine With Me fan, like myself, you will have watched this episode and realised that Peter has put up with his fair share of hassle for four dinner parties. And I think at that point, when he like takes off the... What's it, is it called a gosh or whatever? Oh, is that what well, that silver thing's called? I hope it is called that. I can't remember what it's called. It's called, a, I think, a clunch or a co- I can't remember. But a kosh is, is like a weapon. Maybe Not after kosh. A gosh is quite nice because it's almost what you'd say when you, they reveal the food. Gosh. Yeah. Gosh, that is yeah. nice. He, uh, he takes the big silver dome thing. And That's better. Realises he's not one and it all comes out. And frankly, he comes out of it not very well. Um, <laughs> he loses it. He 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 reco- uh, he compares Jane to a reversing dump truck without any tires on. Um, tells her she needs to spend the money on getting lessons in grace and decorum. You'll have all known the clip I'm on about. But actually, if you've watched the whole episode, Peter is a wronged man. Okay, he's just continually ribbed at every single party, and he's put loads of effort into his, and then this happens. And actually, I think he just needs to go to a dinner party where his efforts are appreciated. People aren't ribbing him. Um, we're not going to give him a cash prize at the end. So if he if he does still kick off, then yeah, I'll, I'll hold my hands up and go. Do you know what, Peter? You're a bit of a knobhead, but. I'm a big believer in second chances and two sides to every story. And I think this is um, this is an opportunity, this dinner party. This is this dinner party to Peter is going to be what the Oprah interview was for Harry and Meghan. Harry and Meghan. They're going to finally speak their truth. What's amazing for a guest is when a guest just leaves you with no questions to have to ask because it was, it was like an essay. Yeah. What? One takeaway from it would be uh, that now you have your Edinburgh show sorted. What a hill to die on. <laughs> My new Edinburgh show. Imagine I come back to Edinburgh after a pandemic and what I choose to speak about is a viral clip from even a couple of years before the pandemic <laughs> of just avenging. I might as well just get like him... The girl, like from Vine, the the which one of you doesn't know how to flush the toilet after you've been for a shirt? Like just a big reunion of viral clips from like years twenty fourteen to twenty eighteen. <laughs> the ever irreverent Maisie Adam. <laughs> yeah, performed in two thousand and twenty two. <laughs> what I also like is when he presses your doorbell, and here's what it sounds like. That is what it would sound like if a truck tried to reverse without any wheels on. Exactly. From how you described it. You might get a bit triggered. Yeah. I'll but I think I'd reassure him. I'd have a little like sign on the door saying no Jane's allowed, you know? So he knows, nice. he's, he knows he's okay. He can be like comfortable here. No one's gonna take the Mickey out of him. I think I'm confident he's gonna get on with the other guests. I don't think either of my other guests are a Jane, really. As I was gonna um, say, it's a nice little clue for who's not coming next. Yeah, tell you who's not coming next, Jane. Jane Torville. Um, so. Jane Torville. Yeah, Jane and uh, her grace and decorum are not invited. So has this... this? Do you ever have those thoughts that pop into your head about sort of maybe once a month, they just sort of pop up and then you disappear again? 
My first one is um, the guy who owned Felton uh, never came forward to say, that was me, I had a bad day. You know this clip? Oh, Fenton the dog. Fenton, sorry. Fenton, <laughs> sorry. Come on, Come on Jay, get your, get your six-year-old viral clip references right. Bloody hell. <laughs> God, I got that wrong in front of the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> You've been quoting people dive going, you won, Judith. Enjoy the money. <laughs> Yeah, what? So the owner of Fenton never came forward? He never came forward. So I assume that, I mean, it's a very unique name. So I don't know if they changed the dog's name to hide his identity afterwards. But family friends must have known that was him. That You know, that, that's that's Roger. We know Roger. Roger's had a bad day. And that's hilarious. We've never seen Roger like that. Has Has Peter ever spoken out since this clip's gone viral? Is he available on Cameo? Not as far as I'm aware. He's not on the socials. I've looked. Uh, equally, Jane is as is, is as uh, inconspicuous as well. They all just disappeared. They were of their time, you know. They're they're like A one and five. You don't really know where they are now unless there's a show going out of their way to reunite. Well, I, I don't want there to be a fourth lockdown, but should there should there be, uh, if you're available, then I'd be happy to sort of start some sort of like mystery podcast solving series where we go on a hunt where for Peter and Jane. Peter and Jane, yep, the Fenton's owner, the two girls that did a poo in the toilet and didn't flush. Um, and, and the one who, who I've got the reference to, of a, I'm in my mum's car. Brum, yeah, brum. Oh, I actually know where she, because she, she's DM'd me a few times wanting to do collaboration. It's, I, yeah, we need to avoid that like the plague. Oh, okay, right. She a is, lot of if... mates started, like, tweeting her, going, oh, do you know that Maisie is your doppelganger? And like, I think with most people who go viral, they're like, like, do you remember the Wallstone Railder who was like, you want some? You want some? I'll give it to you. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was like, and, and it was the same with this Tish girl. They were doing like nightclub appearances, like PAs for on their peak. And then naturally, people stop sharing the video. It's not as entertaining anymore. Something else comes along. And um, the, yeah, I'm in my mum's car. She was like, tweeting stuff like don't forget guys you can pay me to send you a message and stuff it's like no no, no oh. one so then when my mates who to them obviously it's still absolutely hilarious they were like tweeting her going oh Maisie's your doppelganger and then I started getting like private messages being like oh do you want to do like you know we swap we swap sort of you look like me and I look like you and I was just <laughs> absolutely not I don't need I don't need no. this. and now she's seven years older so almost probably rec- unrecognizable yeah and she shaved the back of her hair like me <laughs> can you imagine can you imagine can we just be clear that that is building work going on in the background and Maisie does not have tish somewhere in a cupboard <laughs> quiet tish <laughs> i'm just saying it's a good idea brum, brum. i said i'll let you out when i'm not doing the podcasts she's got she's got a podcast after this <laughs> Being me, I'm on my break. <laughs> so, despite the banging on the from the inside of the wardrobe, there is also Maisie another knock at the door. Right, Peter's so, in yeah. now. The noisy house, this isn't it? I've got the pneumatic grill, <laughs> my horrendous doorbell, Tish banging through the through the cupboard. Quiet. And imagine this has saved you from probably. Uh, I'd imagine as you quickly realise, quite an underwhelming chat with Peter. 
Yeah, yeah. I feel like it would probably. I'm, I'm not under any illusions that it would probably lose its novelty quite quick. I think I'd want I'd want the second guest to arrive within seven minutes of the first one. I reckon. Um, I reckon we're on about that time, real time. So yeah. I think that's. Yeah. No disrespect to Peter, but I think it gives us enough time for me to go, can I just say, Peter, I'm with you. And I think you were right to say what you think. Not enough people do say what they think in a dinner party scenario. That being said, if someone annoys you tonight, please don't make it awkward. We have a little, you know, Prosecco. Yep. Um, Lovely. And then and then I'll, I'll go and meet my second, my second guest. Now, uh, I'm I'm going down the steps here and I can already can already see his big beautiful hair through the through the frosted glass of the door. Yeah, frosted glass oh. I'm doing right. And um I answered I answer the door and there he is with his one little earring. It is oh. the wonderful, the beautiful, the ever talented George Michael. Lovely. George. A lovely description. I, did, I didn't know where we were going for a second, and I, I thought of a few people and thought that they were still alive, and you'd misunderstood the podcast. So, no. not, not that I'm grateful he's dead, but um... imagine I was like, "It's George Michael," and you're like, "Oh, thank God, he's dead." <laughs> uh, no, George Michael. I've picked George Michael because um, not only do I think he'd be a right good party, like, like I think he knows. He's a great dancer. I, I was watching like an old Top of the Pops the other day, and he just looks like he's having the best time all the time. Um, I think he'd have obviously lo lots of stories. I definitely want to be sat next to him or opposite him. I don't want to be at the other end of the table. Um, yeah, somebody you'd never want to be. You'd want to be with at any party because you know yeah, that's the that's the core, that's the heart of the party. Yeah, hundred percent. He's the he's the nucleus, isn't he? Wherever he goes, um, or wherever he went, I should say. Um, we'll keep it light. We'll keep it light. <laughs> but this is going to sound terrible as one of the uh, like. Obviously, the reasons I've just said are the main reasons I'm having George Michael. But one of the reasons of which I'm having George Michael is that when he did pass, God rest his soul. There was all these like lovely stories coming out about him of like he'd paid for people's um, like treatment oh, yes. when they were ill. He paid for like people's tuition, like college tuition. He did so much kind stuff of just sort of like basically settling the bill and didn't want any thanks, didn't want any publicity about it. So I'm thinking, obviously it's a dinner party, but if if we do end up elsewhere afterwards, if we're like, right, let's go to town, Covered. not only can he get us in on the guest list, but he'll probably foot the bill. Do you know what I mean? He'll probably... He's like the ultimate nan that's like, here, go get yourself something nice and just and, and wants it all secret, wants it all under the table. I feel like even if we don't go out at the end of this um, dinner party, like he'll slip me a cheque, you know, like a nan does through your hand just go thanks for tonight it's been really lovely i hope that settles it all <laughs> and it will not only settle it will probably let you buy an extension as well do you know what i mean it'll be really really nice obviously that's not as i say it's not my main reason i'm not being a tight ass and being like who who can i get that will foot the bill <laughs> but we can all agree that when somebody like that does attend a party it's appreciated 
like, I was always thinking if you've got any bills of sort of that, you know, red red heading at the top that's come through, just yeah. leave them out on the side. Exactly, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Wean into conversation of just, oh, George, so how's, how's, well, you can't go how's life, can you? It's not, it's not there. But, you know, you, you, you chat into him and then when, when you go, yeah, yeah, things are good with me. Obviously, it's been really, really stressful. And I think sort of the only thing that could could take away that that stress is sort of a, a a holiday in Bora Bora but you know we can dream can't we some of us can't can't live that life obviously it'd be nice if if we could but um yeah I guess I'll just carry on doing my my little you know pitiful life and then I'd, I'd like to think that within a week you'd be on the sand lovely and he's sorted and he's also said don't mention this so yeah you don't you yeah. don't have to do any sort of a Instagram post thanking him. No, no. Is it for any just, other reason than your own happiness? You know when you turn up to a dinner party and you bring a wine and a bottle bag, I reckon he just turns up and instead of wine, it's just lots of blank checks <laughs> in, a, in a bottle bag. It's just like, there you are, sort yourself out. And you can just sort of subtly, as the night goes ahead, sort of let him know how much roughly it costs, saying, like, does anybody would like a glass of this, like, £40 Prosecco? Exactly. Yeah. And just make sure he's, he's sort of keeping a tally. Yeah. <laughs> and you go, that was probably the best two and a half grand dinner party I've ever, I've ever had. So thanks all for coming. What a host. What a host. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And in fact, Peter afterwards could sort of uh, unveil the the the, uh, the money for you from underneath yeah. the uh, the the yeah. uh, the, the, yeah, the gosh. Yeah, can you just hold up that that silver got? I mean, it's real silver. We couldn't really afford it, but we did it because we like to give our guests a good time. But, you know, it'll take us a, a while to pay back the, the real silver that that's made of. Anyway, George, you had a nice night. Just me. Did you ever see, I know you're a big music fan. Yeah. Did you ever see George Never. Michael live? Never saw George Michael live. Wish I did. Wish I did. Um, and I think by the time I was, like, old enough to, like, properly get into him, he was doing his, like his proper chilled out stuff, you know, with his short hair and his goatee and his dark glasses. It wasn't any more like the Princess Diana hair, George Michael with his earring, which I think yeah. is my favourite era, but that was, you know, I was three when that was going on. Whereas the one I had, it was all like, the the album was Patience. I remember that because my mum used to listen to it when she was stressed and it was a bit of a red flag. You'd be like, right, mum's listening to George oh, Michael. Stay upstairs. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Um, but no, I'd have loved to have seen him live. You get to pick the age he comes back, by the way, so you can have you can have the one when you're three. Oh, right. No, I've got Club Tropicana, George. Oh, okay, lovely. Yeah, so he's in his like he's in his white jacket, big blonde buffet hair, like big, big cross earring. Um, yeah, very, very, very lovely, very attractive, and and he's probably. Yeah, that that sort of era, the the Club Tropicana White Christmas thingy, you know, you probably need to pull up, probably need to pull up an extra chair just for his hair. And he's also he's he was very uh, how do I say, didn't take himself too seriously. Oh no, 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 exactly. Which is what you want at a dinner party. Nothing worse than Peter. people that take it too seriously. <laughs> That's as well. I think this could be a learning curve for Peter is how many times was George Michael wronged in his life and he just carried on, didn't didn't, just, didn't entertain it, you know? Horrible stuff written about him, people out to get him, people trying to sell stuff on him. You don't think George Michael's had some Janes, Peter? Surrounded by Janes. Learn a thing Surrounded by Janes as he reversed out of Snappy Snaps. 
Yeah, learn a thing or two, eh? And a, a great cameo in uh, in extras. Great cameo. Great, great cameo, cameo in extras. Great cameo in the Catherine Tate show with Bernie. The, uh, do you remember that, Bernie, the Irish nurse? No, I don't think oh. I've seen that. Oh, brilliant. That's what I mean. And um, uh, I can't remember. What was it? Uh, something with James Corden, I'm sure. Isn't he in? Yeah, I think they did a, um, they did a, either they actually did the Christmas song together or it was a comic relief. But I remember it was the two of them in the car singing That's along it. together, wasn't it? But I think yeah. James Corden was, was like Smithy. Yeah, yeah. But like so clearly up for a laugh. So clearly yeah. Very, very generous uh, with his time and his money. And, uh, yeah, I just don't think you'd have any dramas. I don't think you're going to have anything, any awkward silences. Um, yeah, just I think he'd be a really nice guest. Um, oh, and, and loads of gossip. Loads of gossip Ooh, as well. Yeah, which now that he's come back from the dead, he probably wouldn't, wouldn't mind sharing at all. You no effect care. on him. You can't sue. You can't sue him now. You know he'll he'll just spill the beans on all the people that were up to no good in the eighties. You know that'd be great. I'd love to know all about that. Imagine a good night out as well. Really good night out. Very yeah. Very good. And this yeah. is all about nights in, but in this state you got George Michael. It's a night out. I just don't think with George Michael at your dinner party, it's going to end still as a dinner party. I think you're going to finish your sticky toffee pudding and be like, that was lovely. Where are we going? And George yeah. Black, I've already got my driver coming round. Yeah, we're, we're very much focusing on the party side of the yeah. dinner party. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Lovely choice. Thank you. Not What's your favourite song of his? Oh, maybe Faith. But then I really love Fast Love. I do love Fast Love. Um <laughs> Oh, fe- oh, freedom. I don't know. Any of the ones that begin with F, I'll just say. <laughs> and I'd probably be that annoying at the party, being like, George, can you sing all the songs that begin with F, please? <laughs> great, isn't it? I'm rubbish. I'm always rubbish at naming songs. I never know the names of songs. No, no. Um, and then it's horrible when you get asked on the spot and you can't remember the name, so then you, you, you realise you're only left with having to sort of hum it or sing it and that just gets even worse it's horrible it's horrible i was I, before before those before the names of those songs popped into my head i was about 0.2 seconds away from going um the one that goes and i'm sure he'd love that he'd love that wouldn't he me going do the one that goes <laughs> Big fan, brought you back from the dead. Can you do? How does it go? <laughs> oh. Right, Peter's there. He's probably not said anything for a while. George Michael's turned up, and he's, he's probably just as confused as George Michael as to why he's even there. Imagine George telling all his stories from the eighties, and then Peter going, "I've got, I've got a good anecdote actually. I, I, I once told this woman Jane uh, that she had all the grace of a reversing dump truck." <laughs> Silence. Like, yeah, George drew. George, George drove into a snappy snap, Peter. Stay in your lane. As, as should have George. Yes. <laughs> oh. There is another knock at the door. It's the third and final until 
George's driver turns up later. Third and final guest knocking at the door slash ringing the doorbell. It's your yeah. fictional guest. People have said this is the toughest one of the three. Yeah, it, this was a tough one. Right. This is coming from the person who chose Peter out of 7.5 billion people on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Do you want to know who else was in the running for the alive guest? It was down to two, it was a two horse race. It was Peter from Come Dine With Me and Cher. <laughs> <laughs> And Peter won. <laughs> and I think I think I think he should be aware of that pressure when he sits down and going, any anecdote he tells that doesn't hold up, I go, I could have had Cher sat there. So these anecdotes have, better improve. I want I want behind the scenes anecdotes from mermaids. At <laughs> least, Peter, go on IMDB trivia. <laughs> oh God! Having to explain to George Michael, yeah, you were going to be sat chatting to share George, but um, instead it's this bloke who went viral. Off, come dine with me. Enjoy. You'll get on, I'm sure. But not, but not like not only him, George. Don't worry. There is this yeah. fictional guest who we've left yeah. downstairs. Third, yeah. final guest of the evening. Who's at the door? Uh, so I'm going. <laughs> I'm regretting it now already. I've realised. I don't think I've thought particularly well uh about the it's a bit of a sausage fest i'll be honest this this um this part i've realized i've invited no women (laughs) i've invited no women that's terrible the amount of podcasts i listen to and go oh you like desert island discs you chose all (laughs) males did you and then i've come on here and pied off share to have the bloke from Come Dine With Me, George Michael and the genie from Aladdin. I mean, it's not been even a week since International Women's Day. And here I am surrounding myself with sausage. Um, I mean, it is hard to argue. I say it's hard, it's hard to argue your your previous two choices. First choice is, is a, there's a lot of... Uh, yeah. A, a lot to be desired. Is that the phrase? Can Have I used that phrase correctly? Yeah. Can I can I have Peter for like the starter? And unless he's absolutely roofing it with his <laughs> anecdotes, can I ask him to leave and bring in Cher? Now, the only issue with this is I do feel like with that being uh, the the previous uh, the, the situation to which Cher is entering you might get quite a bitter share. That's true. And there's nothing worse than a bitter share at a dinner party. <laughs> Maybe I do just plough on with Peter and learn from it. I'll just be sat there throughout the whole thing going, well, you won't make this mistake twice, will you, Maisie? <laughs> George Michael, the genie from Aladdin, and you had, as Jake says, a choice of over 7 billion people in the world, and you picked Peter. I'm already regretting Peter, but he's here now. He's here now. Um, I'm to, like, right. I was just trying to do right by him. I thought he'd been hard done by, but I it's know. A, it's a lesson. We, we all learn lessons. Every day we learn lessons. You Should this less- situation ever arise again, you will never make this mistake again. It's just very blokey. Do you know the amount of podcasts that I get 
asked on and they'll talk about like what's it like often being the only woman on a lineup and i have to go it's just really stupid because obviously it lies with the person who makes the decisions and it's really easy to make sure you have more than one woman there and then this podcast is literally Maisie, as a woman who are you having at your dinner party and i've gone these three blokes <laughs> one of whom is definitely not worthy of their seat <laughs> I'm a terrible feminist, but hey ho, let's crack on. Um, Genie from Aladdin. This is the solution. As you say, I can't swap out. uh, Lovely. For share. But if the genie arrives, I've still got two wishes in the bag. I can go, Genie, listen, this is an absolute mare. Peter's telling his come down with me anecdote for the fourth time to George Michael. George doesn't need this. He's, He's been through enough. Um, I need you to swap Peter for Cher and I need Cher to be in a good mood. Like, I feel like Cher is unlike me and Peter who live by the rule early is on time, on time is late, late is unacceptable. Cher probably arrives fashionably late. So for Cher to arrive mid midway through the main, she's all right with that. I reckon she'll, she, if anything, she'll feel like she's done that right. And Peter, who might kick up a bit of a fuss of why well, I've got to leave, all you'd have to do is get George to cover the money he lost on Come Dine With Me and send him on his merry way. Yeah, I don't even know if you'd have to do that, though. I reckon as he starts to kick off, go, Peter, I'll just remind you that I invited you on here to prove that you don't always kick off at dinner parties. You're going to do this twice. You're gonna, are you going to really double down on that? And he'll glance at the camera like he did on Come Dine With Me and realise, yeah, I've just got to... I've just got to take the L here and, and leave. And yeah, George, George will give him his bus fare home, won't he? Yeah, exactly. Or you could, you could to full the feel sort of dinner party experience, get, get, give him the black cab home and he can send you yeah. like a, a WhatsApp picture of him holding up a three. Yeah, but we don't care. We don't care. Because now, there's here. We've got a 50-50 lineup. It's 2021, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh, yeah, so now we're going on to the onto the dessert, and we've got me, Cher, George Michael, and the genie from Aladdin. Just in time, it's all worked out perfectly. Perfect. Now, I assume, and I don't want to assume, but I do assume, this is Robin Williams. Oh, yeah. Genie. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. okay, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Just to, all, all respect to, to Will Smith. It's not Robin Williams. Like, and... I found the um, painted body of Will Smith quite um, qu- quite distracting. To be honest, I've got, like the genie is sort of um, he's a funny character, uh, and so for him to be animated just sort of adds to that. Oh, he's so funny, he's so uh, ridiculous as an idea. Whereas Will Smith just sort of looked like he painted himself blue to join the Blue Man Group. Um, so no, definitely the Robin Williams genie, um, which. Get some of the songs in, you know, oh. throughout. That'd be lovely. I think I think George would appreciate it. I imagine George gets invited to a lot of stuff where he's expected to break into some. It's like um, people who invite Elton John. He's going to be really annoyed when you ask him to to when you suddenly go, "Oh, we've got a piano, Elton." He don't want that. He doesn't want that. George, George is having a nice time, but in the back of his head, he's thinking, "Any minute now, she's going to say." who's the one that goes da 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 jitterbug <laughs> and i'm not because i've got robin williams as the genie here singing the songs from the hit movie aladdin and share 
And can Cher, you do the oh, one that Cher. goes, Cher can sing? <laughs> That's true. Cher's, yeah, I think Cher's quite a good singer, isn't Cher? She, she's yeah, not, I think she's 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 very, she doesn't like to talk about it much, but I think she's done a bit of singing in her time. You can just go, can you do the one that goes, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Yeah, she'd definitely really enjoy all our really bad share impressions. My share impression <laughs> sounded more similar to my doorbell. I thought you had someone. I thought you had an ASOS delivery. <laughs> no, I'd, so I'd have, yeah, I'd have Cher, Cher and George would be relieved to not be the ones singing, I reckon. And we've got the genie who can give us a little bit of a, a dance. The numbers. Yeah. And so many, yeah. Uh, I mean... Peter obviously earlier was jumping on the um, sort of trying to save his seat was on IMDb trivia give a little bit of IMDb, IMDb trivia for Robin Williams there's a lot from that film wasn't he was the um, wasn't it the screenplay couldn't be nominated for an Oscar because he'd improvised too many of the lines really yeah oh my god that's a good fact that's cool isn't it right do have to I feel just for the uh for the, for the people listening, for the listeners, um, you've chosen the genie. And I feel like I need to just ask a question that's a bit, you know, a bit sort of under the skin, Parkinson, Desert Island Discs, just a little bit. Uh, uh, how old were you when you first saw Aladdin? Oh, uh, like, uh, how old are you? Uh, maybe five or six? Five or six. You know, you know when you finish like infant school at half three but your mum and dad were still at work so you had to go to like an after school club yeah like i had to go to one of those and they only had one video on vh and it was aladdin so i think for like all of age five and six we just watched aladdin after school every day that is the sort of answer i think people want isn't it just a, just just enough sadness in there <laughs> just enough sadness yeah but um <laughs> But also, at no point did I go. We've watched this. I think I'll. I think I'll. Uh, I think I'll do something else. It's not like that was the only option. There was no. There was games. There was Jenga. There was coloring in. And still, every time I was like, "Yeah, I've not. I've only watched the G. I've, I've only watched Aladdin four times this week. <laughs> what we could do with a Friday viewing." <laughs> right. We now have. A little quick fire round. A couple of questions. I just feel that like you've painted quite a picture of what a dinner party would be like for, for Maisie Adam, but we'll just we'll just go for a couple anyway. Just get the vibe. What this usually does, Maisie, at this point, is it sort of a it, it takes usually quite a highbrow conversation and I feel like lowers it just as some quick fire questions. In oh, this situation, it? no, I feel like it's really sort of harnessed. It's the sort of thing keeping yeah. it going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're just carrying on the theme now. <laughs> Here we go. Beer or wine? Beer. Every time. I don't drink red. Uh, no, I, I can't drink wine. Um, and I can't drink beer. I think recently I found out I can only drink gluten-free beer. Whoa, wanker. <laughs> oh, <I'm... laughs> oh, if you were at my dinner party and I was like, Jake, beer or wine? Uh, I can only drink gluten-free, but get out. Get up. Peter, hold that taxi. Jake's getting in with you. You're back in. Yeah. You're back in. <laughs> I, I, I do want to stress this is for health reasons. 
Is that still no good? I'm, I'm saving myself as I'm being pushed down the stairs here. Nah, just um, just bite the bullet, Jake. Go on, live on the edge. Or I could be saved for the following question. Whiskey or gin? Oh, gin. Gin. Yeah, I, I can't drink gin. It makes me sad. Oh, for God's sake. Real, real sadness. Real sort of dark, bleak sadness. Oh, my God. Give it a light, Jake. Yeah. Meat, meat or vegan? <laughs> uh, sorry, but meat. Yeah. Starter or dessert? Oh, right. Controversial here. Starter. I'm with you on that. Yeah, desserts are often overrated. Most people. Hundred percent. Like, most people just like a biscuit, you know, like a chocolate, like a really nice, good chocolate, like like a posh fox's chocolate biscuit. Exactly. I agree about desserts. All you want is just a little bit of. You just want a bit of a chocolate taste or something. You just want something yeah. sweet. I'll happily just have that, and after it mint, and we're fine. Yeah, yeah. I always feel like that when you've had a really nice meal and they go, would you like to have a look at the desserts? And you, you think, yeah, all right then. And then you're just presented with lots of stuff that just sounds very, very rich, a bit much. Like, I don't know, I'll just, I'll yeah. just get the meal and have an have a orange club bar when I get home. Exactly what I think. I think if you actually, they came, if they handed me one time the menu and the menu was basically the chocolate bars that are underneath the till in a corner shop. And it yeah. was just a list of those. I'd go, perfect. Get me a Kit Kat Chunky, peanut butter. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Very nice. Music or games? Oh, music. Music. Oh, with those three. Michael there and then go, <laughs> Scrabble, anyone? Share. I've heard you like Boggle. Culture or politics? Oh, culture. Defo. Defo. Yeah. I think we're all on the same level politically. I don't think Cher's going to come out with any <laughs> Stalin statements or anything. But um, it's, I just can't be arsed with it at a, at a dinner no. party. Let's have culture, not politics. And I think if Peter was still here, you'd be at risk of going to politics, <laughs> I reckon. So, yeah, and I think it'd very much be three against one with the uh, yeah. the politics. yeah. Yeah, I think it'd get a bit LBC with Peter. <laughs> Signature dish. Oh, uh, something I've learned during lockdown. Uh, <laughs> yeah, chicken, chicken chorizo and leek pie. Very good. Now, we'll go through and go through my predictions for you. Okay. Ready? Alive. Now, just a reminder that Maisie went for Peter from Come Dine With Me. I went for Mick Jagger. Oh, good one. Good one. Big fan of that. Dead. Yeah. Rick Mayle. Oh, yes. Why did I pick <laughs> Rick Mayle? Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Although George Michael, very good shouts. Yeah, I, I've done enough subbing. I literally speak ill of the dead. Um, <laughs> fictional. Now, I actually came up with two. The first one I came up with was um, Olive from Little Miss Sunshine. <gasps> she was an option. No. Yes. Yes. Excellent. Olive from Little Miss Sunshine. 
And then I, so I had, oh, who else did you have, just in case they were written down as well? Well, the reason I got rid of her is because I thought it might be a bit odd this is in a party to have like a, a little girl. I crossed out Olive and then put maybe the grandpa from Little Miss Sunshine, the one that's Oh, like, good shouts. Yeah, the one that, yeah, the one that's got all the Charlie but ends up in the boot of the car dead. Great night. Great night, that would be. Fictional, then. My second choice was uh, the Grinch. Jake! No. Yeah! I had Jack Dawson from Titanic and then was like, no, it's a podcast and he's really just okay for the visuals. Uh, And I had Olive from... (laughs) From Little Miss Sunshine crossed out for Grandpa. Willy Wonka, but then I thought it'll get weird. Genie from Aladdin and The Grinch. Amazing. That is so cool. Oh. Back of the net there. <laughs> Happy with myself for that. Bloody hell. Like that? I want to leave my dinner party and go to the one you predicted. <laughs> I want to sub myself in. I'm now running after the taxi going, Peter, wait. Oh, I'll take that. That is the yeah. best feedback I've had from our predictions. Love it. That is mad. <laughs> well, it's either that is mad or I am so predictable. <laughs> <laughs> the oh. first one's nicer. Yeah, we'll stick with the first one. We now oh. usually have a tough choice of picking um, your... Uh, one of your three choices to go through to the ultimate dinner party. Yeah. Now, I guess actually slightly difficult now that it's no longer Peter, it's now Cher. However, we have Cher, George Michael and the genie. Yeah. Who are we putting through? (sighs) To the ultimate dinner party. I'm going to say George. I'm going to say George. I think, you know, I think Cher brings a lot musically, but then can you really sit there and say that George doesn't either? And George, I don't want to keep bringing it up, but he's generous. He's generous. And who needs a genie to provide you with, you know, oh, we need need a wish granted. If you've got George Michael there with his fat wallet just going, I've got that sorted, don't worry. A real-life genie. Yeah, I think let's go with George. Let's Bob George in. It's a lovely shout. It is, isn't it? You're, of course, invited, by the way. You'll be there. Okay, um, good. good. Can't stress enough, you're not my live choice, but as a guest on the podcast, you're there. Before that got a bit creepy. Yeah, no, no, no. can you imagine? <laughs> uh, for a live, I'll pick you, Maisie. Uh, no, I, that, that'd be great. I'm, I'm so there. That'd be lovely. Maisie, thank you for coming on. Thank you, mate. Thanks for having me. Um, where where can people find you? You're doing all right. Um, you on things? I'm I'm on a few things. I'm on a few things. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, uh, and MySpace if you look hard enough. And I'm sure one day out and about. But for now, we can only dream. So that was Maisie. Do check her out. Um, she is uh, brilliant, and she's on all sorts. Uh, TV stuff and online. I I highly recommend her. Um, As ever, please remember to rate, subscribe and share and I will be back again next week. Bye!
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.